0: How have his work experiences from earlier decades been influencing his leadership as the national leader? What are some of the core principles that have guided his decisions and actions? I consider myself a relatively hard-working person.
1: I know very well that people's biggest concerns are education, employment, income.
2: We We
1: can pursue development through destructive methods, depleting the legacies from our ancestors while exhausting the options for our future generations.
0: The Stories of Xi Jinping podcast series shares the life and work experiences of Xi Jinping and explores the formation of his governing principles, philosophy, beliefs, among others. Getting to know Xi's thoughts on national governance and how his leadership took shape may help you better understand China's path, governance, and principles. You can follow the stories of Xi Jinping podcast series on all major podcast platforms.
3: Examining the events that impact and shape China and the rest of the world. This is the Beijing Hour, one hour of news and information brought to you every weekday. Now here's your host, Shane Begum, with you on this Friday, June 23rd, 2023. You're listening to the Beijing Hour, coming to you live from the Chinese capital. On today's program, the Chinese premiers met with the French president in Paris. The U.S. Coast Guard says the titan submersibles imploded deep in the North Atlantic, killing all on board. An old Dragon Bow Festival tradition of wishing luck and prosperity is making a comeback in China. In business, interest rate hikes across Europe. In sports, the top names are now off the boards at the NBA draft. In culture and entertainment, a domestic film tops the Dragon Bow Festival box office. Now checking the day's top stories. Chinese Premier Li Chung says China and France share a common, strategic and holistic perspective as two of the five permanent members of the UN Security Council. He was meeting with French President Emmanuel Macron in Paris. Premier Li earlier held talks with French Prime Minister Elizabeth Bourne as part of his official visit to France. He's also attending a summit of the new global financial pact. Ken Brown has more from Paris.
1: The plan for the summit was an ambitious one, financial solidarity. The long-term aims are to reduce poverty, protect biodiversity and address climate change. It was a busy day for diplomacy. Chinese Premier Li Chang started the morning by meeting French Prime Minister Elizabeth Bourne annual bilateral trade between both countries is worth over 80 billion US dollars and this was an opportunity to strengthen cooperation ending with a ceremonial signing session. Bilateral talks with Emmanuel Macron followed in the afternoon with both leaders keen to discuss the wider issues facing the world. The Ukraine conflict with China potentially playing a peacemaking role, the green energy transition
3: and trade. That was Ken Brown on the Chinese Premier's visit to France. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, Premier Li Chung held separate talks with European Council President Charles Michel and reiterated his message for China and Europe to pursue trust and cooperation. Premier Li said China's development brings opportunities rather than risk. and He added that China hopes the EU will visit its, uh, or view its cooperation with China in an objective and rational way and work with China to safeguard the sound environment for China-EU cooperation. Uh, Michel said the EU adheres to the one-China policy and is willing to strengthen community Communication and exchanges with China. The two-day summit in Paris for the new Global Financing Pact has gathered heads of state and multilateral institutions to discuss ways to reform the global financial system. They're trying to find ways to make it responsive to challenges. Natalie Malgas has details.
4: Well, we're hearing from the world leaders who are gathered here that the developing nations and their presidents, their prime ministers and representatives saying they just have too much going on with the unemployment crisis. They're buckling under their debts. They're trying to protect uh, their biodiversity and protect their economies. They're looking for more flexible and tailored financial programs best suited for their needs, best suited for particularly the countries that are worst affected by global warming warming that, uh, if you just take an overview look, are the countries that contribute least to uh, some of those harmful effects of uh, climate change. We heard from the Secretary General of the UN, Antonio Guterres, that in its current form, the financial system simply isn't fit for purpose with the cost of natural disasters for last year alone running up $300 billion. Uh, this is weighing heavily on the economies of the most vulnerable nations and a over of the financial system is desperately needed and soon.
3: That was Natalie Malgas in Paris. French companies in China are working with partners in low-carbon development to help achieve China's climate goals. They're creating opportunities for businesses to grow in fast-developing new markets. Leigh Shuren has more.
5: China's ambitious carbon reduction goals have created new business opportunities for French firms. Gas equipment supplier Air Liquide has participated in and completed the construction of more than 70 hydrogen refueling stations in China. It was also part of the clean energy guarantee for the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympic Games, providing hydrogen refueling equipment and technology for the four hydrogen refueling stations serving the Games.
6: China is the largest market.
2: China is the world's biggest consumer market, and it is the third largest
3: market for air liquid. In recent years, we have been actively sourcing renewable electricity to help decarbonize our plants in China. In 2023 we expect to source 1,200 gigawatt hours of low-carbon electricity,
0: an increase of approximately 120% over 2020. Over the next three years, we will install rooftop photovoltaic panels at our plants across China, aiming to reduce CO2 emissions by more than 5,000 tons per year.
5: Expansion of French green investment in China has also come to the construction sector. Saint-Gobain, a manufacturer of sustainable construction materials, has been doing business in China for 38 years, and this month announced the inauguration of a new plaster plant in Yuzhou, Henan province, to expand its business from the country's coastal areas to more central provinces.
0: Yeah, we have a lot
5: of confidence in China and a lot of projects uh, are happening today as we speak. We have six uh, new lines or new uh, plants ongoing, uh, buildings represent 40% of the CO2 emission in the world. Uh, it's massive and it's impossible to reach carbon neutrality if we don't reach carbon neutral building. France was China's fourth largest trading partner in the EU in 2022, with total trade value of 72,740 million euros, accounting for 8.5% of the China-EU trade volume. During French President Emmanuel Macron's visit to China in April, the two sides signed nearly 40 intergovernmental agreements and business contracts in a wide range of areas including aviation, science and technology, education and agriculture.
3: And that was Lei Shiran reporting. Well, coming up, search and rescue teams have found the wreckage of the Titan sub in the North Atlantic. On this week's edition of
7: the China Africa Talk podcast, we delve into a conversation with visiting African journalists about how they view the development of China's passenger transport network and perhaps how it can be applied to their countries. Catch the full discussion on China Africa Talk,
3: available on your preferred podcast. We'll see you there. We're at seven minutes past the hour. The U.S. Coast Guard says crews have found debris of the Titan submersible on the Atlantic Ocean floor, and all five people aboard are dead. The sub went missing during a deep-sea voyage to the Titanic wreckage on Sunday. Associated Press reporter Philip Crowther is in Boston with more.
8: That confirmation of those five people who were on board the submersible being dead uh, comes from the U.S. Coast Guard with their press conference, uh, a very uh, somber tone. For the Coast Guard, it was uh, Rear Admiral uh, John Morga who uh, gave us more details earlier here in Boston.
9: An ROV, or remote-operated vehicle, from the vessel Horizon Arctic discovered the tail cone of the Titan submersible approximately 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic on the seafloor. The ROV subsequently found additional debris. In consultation with experts from within the unified command, the debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber.
8: Catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber, that means it was a catastrophic implosion. The U.S. Navy saying uh, that, it is saying that it was able to detect a sound that could well have been that implosion on Sunday at the time of the disappearance of this submersible. And that, that information was given to the U.S. Coast Guard, but that they weren't sure enough to, it seems, Tell everybody and maybe stop that rescue effort altogether. It continued, of course, for three days with a glimmer of hope at some point of uh, those sounds that were detected in the end. uh, The US Coast Guard and the Navy saying they had nothing to do with the Titan submersible. Um, It looks like that implosion happened on that Sunday when the vessel first disappeared, whether it happened on the uh, seabed near the Titanic or on its way while while it was moving toward that seabed, we don't know exactly right now. Other questions that need to be answered is, was this vessel really ready to go to such depths?
3: That was AP reporter Philip Crowther. The co-founder of the company that operated the sub says uh, the implosion could have occurred days ago. Guillermo uh, Sonlane uh, learned about the discovery of the debris during a TV interview with the BBC.
2: I can't speculate on what's going on currently right now. What I do know is regardless of the sub, when you're operating at depths like 3,800 meters down, uh, the pressure is so great on any sub, that if there is a failure, it would be an instantaneous implosion. And um, and so that, if that's what happened, that's what would have happened four days ago.
3: U.S.-based OceanGate was founded in 2009. It offers uh, tourists the opportunity to travel into the ocean's depths for a close-up look at shipwrecks. British Foreign Secretary James Cleverly says hundreds of global businesses have joined a support plan at the Ukrainian Recovery Conference.
10: Further companies have now signed up with nearly 500 businesses globally from 42 countries with a capital value of more than $5 trillion are now on board including the most recent global names such as Google, Siemens, Uber, Cargill working with our partners at the UN Global Compact to ensure that uh, that sign up brings meaningful engagement on reconstruction from the wider private sector.
3: The two-day conference in London's intended to marshal support for Ukraine and its reconstruction. The European Union's announced a 50 billion euro package for Ukraine over the next three years. The World Bank has also offered guarantees over the same period. Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu's advised President Vladimir Putin of the creation of a reserve group of forces. We're forming reserves as part of the Army Corps, the Army, plus five regiments in the 1st and 20th Tank Armies. Everything is going according to plan there. In fact, by the end of June, we'll complete the formation of the Reserve Army, and in the near future, we'll complete the formation of the Army Corps. Five regiments have already been formed by more than 60%. In this case, I'm talking about personnel and equipment move indicates that the military is working to put its reserves into a unified structure under a single command. German residents have staged a protest against NATO's largest ever air force drill. Residents in Berlin say Air Defender 2023 increases the risk of war. Event organizer Arian Wendel has voiced concerns over military conflicts.
1: More than 10,000 soldiers from 25 countries flying across Berlin and other eastern German cities on 250 planes. This is declaring air warfare to Russia. The 99 balloons we released today are to say that the people stand firmly against preparing for war, militarization and armament expansion.
3: NATO started Air Defender 2023 on June 12. 10,000 soldiers and 250 aircraft, including 70 from Germany and more than 100 from the United States, participated in the maneuvers. Record high temperatures in China's capital have triggered the highest alert in Beijing. Uh, The city saw a record-breaking 41.1 degrees Celsius on Thursday. China's also issued this year's first national orange alert, as temperatures uh, above 35 degrees linger in northern China and regions along the Yellow and Huaihe rivers. Many other countries are also experiencing unusually hot days under a heat wave that swept the globe since last month. Li Jingyi reports.
1: The world has experienced its hottest ever first 11 days of June. The European Union's Copernicus Climate Change Service said that average air temperatures went over 1.5 degrees Celsius for the first time compared to the pre-industrial early 20th century. In northern China, an orange alert for high temperatures was renewed on Friday, the second severe warning in the country's three-tier system. The capital, Beijing, is among the hardest hit. But in Beijing, the highest-level red alert was raised on Friday, the city's first red alert in nine years. The temperature in Beijing soared to 41.1 degrees Celsius on Thursday afternoon, the second highest reading since reliable records began in Beijing, just shy of the record 41.9 in 1999. The city forecasts that the heat wave will last until Saturday. I
5: never thought Beijing was going to be hotter than Nanjing. The highest temperature in Beijing went up to 40 degrees Celsius.
1: Shandong province is also on a red alert with temperatures surging over 40 degrees in 26 regions.
5: It was so hot and I was sweating as soon as I woke up. It's usually cool in the morning, but today is different. It was super hot today.
1: In Shandong, a number of service stations have been set up for outdoor workers to take a rest. These stations are equipped with drinking water, air conditioners, as well as other supplies to prevent sunstroke. They give us some
2: respite in this scorching summer, so that we can do our jobs and serve the city.
1: The heat wave is also searing North America and Europe. Tens of millions in the southern United States are under extreme heat advisories. Some cities in Texas have seen temperatures spiking over 45 degrees Celsius. In Europe, Spain registered its hottest spring on record this year, and its second driest ever. In France, two thirds of the water tables are below normal levels in June.
3: That was Li Jingyi reporting. Extreme heat is also raging on in India, where temperatures in some parts of the country have hit 45 degrees Celsius. Weather authorities have issued a red alert in regions including Uttar Pradesh and Bihar. Power shortages are compounding the crisis. Street vendors are complaining about the difficulties they're facing.
11: Many people... uh... Uh, die within the uh, previous three to four days and uh, I think about 100 people are uh, going to suffer right
10: now
6: the temperature these days ranges from 40 to 45 degrees Celsius due to this we are facing problems such as fewer customer visits insufficient juice sales and a challenging life
2: I have been doing this job even when the temperatures rose above 45 degrees Celsius this is the first time life has been so excruciating We might face more problems from the scorching heat. I will endure the heat waves as long as I'm alive. I have to live on the streets, regardless of temperatures hitting 45 degrees Celsius. Yet the extreme heat persists. Due to deforestation, the temperature isn't going down. Life is becoming even more painful.
3: Deaths blamed on heat have swamped hospitals in two of India's most populous states. The government sent experts to some regions to help cope with the heat. You're listening to the Beijing Hour. Coming up, an old Dragon Ball Festival tradition is making a comeback.
10: From being ridiculed to being touted as posing the greatest risks to Europe's car makers, what have China's electric vehicle makers experienced in the past decade? Are China-made EVs still synonym with low-end cheap products? And will Chinese EV makers become the next target of Western encirclement? Find the answers to these questions on this week's Chat Lounge, wherever you get your podcast, and right here on CGTN Radio.
3: We're at 18 minutes past the hour. Plants like sagebrush and wormwood are as much symbols of the Dragonbow Festival as sticky rice dumplings and the Dragonbows themselves. According to tradition, people hang bunches of these plants on their doors for good luck and defend off evil spirits. A growing number of people are buying bundles of ornamental herbs to adorn their homes, hoping for good luck and prosperity. Tianyu has more.
2: People from all over China are enjoying the Dragon Boat Festival, which involves traditions like eating zongzi and racing dragon boats. This year, a new trend has emerged where many people are buying bouquets of Artemisia plants to express their wishes. Flower artist Zhou Wei explains.
5: The two most important varieties are wormwood leaves and calamus leaves. To make it more charming, we would include different plants and flowers. Hanging Artemisia plants is actually a significant cultural tradition during the festival. As a note saying goes, holding wormwood leaves brings good luck, and hanging calamus leaves on the door keeps the evil spirits away.
2: Zhou also says they have crafted various bouquets to cater to the preferences of different age groups. Among them, young people are the main customers, and many even attempt to craft the bouquets themselves. 27-year-old Liu Xing Yue wants to make a bouquet for her parents. She says she's captivated by the stunning appearance of the arrangements which blend cultural
5: elements. I've just come across a new type of wormwood plant that really sparked my interest. It carries on our family tradition. When I was little, my parents used to take me hiking to gather wormwood leaves and we would craft them into circular decorations. Now I try to create a lovely bouquet that can be hung on the door, adding a touch of beauty to our surroundings.
2: After giving instructions, flower artist Liu Yanan notices that an increasing number of young customers like Liu Xingyue are enjoying participating in traditional festivals and showing interest in purchasing products.
10: Almost 70% of the customers purchasing Artemisia plant bouquets are young people. With the rise of festival-themed products, young people are more interested in exploring traditional culture in their own way. It's quite remarkable to see that the demand for
5: Artemisia plant bouquets has actually surpassed the quantity sold during Valentine's Day.
2: Liu also says the increasing consumer demand is motivating florists to come up with new and creative ideas for various festivals. According to florists, they receive over a 1,000 orders every day and each bouquet is priced at around 200 yuan or 30 U.S. dollars. During the festival, the city of Beijing has arranged at least eight fairs to encourage people to fully engage in the Dragon Boat Festival experience. Officials expect China's consumer potential to be greatly unleashed this year, contributing to economic growth. In May, the total retail sales of consumer goods increased by about 13% over the previous year. For the Beijing Hour, this is Tian Yu.
3: A Dragon Boat Festival celebration in Brazil is giving people a taste of the iconic food for the occasion. The Confucius Institute hosted the event in Rio de Janeiro. Officials from the Chinese consulate, representatives of Chinese companies, and enthusiasts of Chinese culture participated. They're hoping that cultural exchanges will bring economic and trade ties closer. Lucretia Franco uh, was part of the festivities.
7: Participants recited verses of Chiu Yuan, an ancient Chinese poet honored for his patriotism. Dragon boat festivities here in Rio de Janeiro offers Brazilians a unique opportunity to immerse themselves in Chinese culture, customs, and history. This year's celebrations have a special significance.
0: A primeiro festival de this is the first Dragon Boat Festival and the first one here after the pandemic. There is a lot of enthusiasm and no fear,
2: so we are looking forward to China and Brazil's growing cooperation.
7: Bilateral trade between the two countries reached a record 150 billion US dollars last year. That figure will change as China and Brazil have agreed to drop the dollar and trade in their own currencies. The festival is celebrated every year in China on the fifth day of the fifth lunar month. Here in Rio de Janeiro it included savoring rice dumplings, the festival's traditional food. In China, they're called zongzi, and here an experienced cook showed how to prepare and wrap them in bamboo leaves, treats many Brazilians have never tasted before. It's very tasty and different, but I almost ate the leaves.
2: <laughs>
7: the event featured an array of activities, with the support of several Chinese companies operating in brazil Uh, we hope we
2: can use this uh, opportunity to encourage people uh, to build the bridge for both countries not only for the uh, commercial but also for the cultural for the friendship Uh, then we can strengthen our bilateral uh, relationship
7: It was also a chance to experience Chinese traditional medicine, as the festival is also intended to promote good health. Organizers hope that next year's celebrations in Brazil will include boat racing to enable Brazilians to celebrate the day
3: more like people do in China. That was Lucretia Franco in Rio de Janeiro. It's uh, 24 minutes past the hour. A test train running on the jakarta bandung High Speed Railway in Indonesia hit a record speed during trials. The train ran at its design speed of 350 kilometers per hour for the first time. Since testing began in May, the train has gradually increased its speed from 180 kilometers per hour all the way up to that design speed. Uh, This confirms the performance of the railway systems, including the track, power supply, and signaling. The landmark project under the Belt and Road Initiative will cut travel uh, between the two Indonesian cities from three hours down to 40 minutes. Uh, It began trial runs during the G20 summit last November and the plans are for the railway to begin full operation in August. The Chinese manufacturer of the trains that run on the China-Lao Railway has organized a trip for students from the Lao capital to the World Heritage Town of Luang Prabang. The students from Vientiane have gained more understanding of bullet trains on the route.
5: Chinese technical experts gave a detailed introduction of the bullet trains. I think the advantages of Chinese EMU are international, intelligent, comfortable and user-friendly.
10: Taking the bullet train is fast and quiet. In the future, I hope to study in China because China is developing rapidly, especially in terms of advanced technology.
3: Chinese technical experts introduced rail transit knowledge to the uh, Lao youths and uh, train fans as well. The China Lao Railway opened bullet train services for international passengers back in April to enable transport between Vientiane and Kunming. U.S. regulators have approved the sale of chicken that's made from animal cells. The move allows two California companies to offer lab-grown meat to the nation's restaurant tables and supermarket shelves. The meat's referred to as cell-cultivated or cultured meat as it emerges from the laboratory and arrives on dinner plates. Uh, Josh Tetrick is co-founder and chief executive of Eat uh, Eat Just, which operates a company called Good Meat. Uh, The company already sells cultivated meat in Singapore the first country to allow it. He says he believes the production of cultivated meat will eliminate harm to animals. And we thought the idea of providing people the meat that they love without killing the animal, without all the land and the resources, might be a a good path to help us eat better in the future. Companies received approvals for federal inspections required to sell meat and poultry in the United States. The action came months after the U.S. Food and Drug Administration deemed that products from both companies are safe to eat. Cultivated meat is grown in steel tanks, using cells that come from a living animal, a fertilized egg, or a special bank of stored cells. Globally, more than 150 companies are focusing on meat from cells, not only chicken, but pork, fish, and beef, and scientists say this could have a big impact on aiding the environment. Colombia's military is looking for a dog that went missing while searching for four indigenous children in the jungle after a plane crash. Uh, Sergeant Luis Fernando Senyes, the commander of the Army Dog Training Center. The officials confirmed that food and clothing has been left for Wilson to try and ensure his survival and return. The training that Wilson has is
1: very effective at surviving any obstacle, water, river, mud, all the obstacles that this jungle gives us. But here the main thing that Weston has is animal instinct to be able to survive by hunting small animals that are vital to his survival.
3: The children survived for 40 days before the Colombian military found them. Military commanders say 70 soldiers are still searching for the rescue dog. We're at 28 past the hour. Beijing's at 26 degrees overnight. Uh, tomorrow is sunny and 40 degrees Celsius. Chongqing's at 21 this evening, then sunny and 30. Lass is down to 12, then uh, tomorrow sunny and 26. Hong Kong's 27 tonight, thunder showers and 31 on Saturday. While elsewhere, Tokyo's 20 this evening, then a slight rain and 27. Islamabad is getting clouds in 30, then uh, tomorrow a slight rain and 44 degrees. Bangkok's at 27 overnight, then a slight rain and 36. In Africa, Nairobi's getting a slight rain and 23 degrees celsius it's time for a short break so far this hour the chinese Premier's met with the french president in paris the u.s coast guard says the titan submersibles imploded deep in the north atlantic killing all on board an old dragon bow festival tradition for wishing uh, of luck and prosperity is making a comeback in china and shane bigham with you stay with us here on the beijing hour
0: You're listening to The Beijing Hour, 60 minutes of comprehensive news, your window on China and the world.
12: Examining the events that impact
3: and shape China and the rest of the world, this is The Beijing Hour, one hour of news and information brought to you every weekday. Now here's your host, Shane Beckham, with you on this Friday, still to come. In business, interest rate hikes across Europe. In sports, the top names are now off the boards at the NBA Draft. In culture and entertainment, a domestic film tops the Dragon Boat Festival box office. Uh, to contact us, you can email beijinghour at cri.com.cn. Now looking at the day's headlines, Chinese Premier Li Chung says China and France share a common, strategic and holistic perspective as two of the five permanent members of the UN Security Council. He made the remarks on Thursday in his meeting with French President Emmanuel Macron in Paris. Macron said the two countries should adhere to productive uh, multilateralism and promote international solidarity. Uh, Premier uh, Li Chung earlier held talks with French Prime Minister Elizabeth Bourne. He said China will work with france to improve the business environment and ensure mutual benefit for both countries lee and Bourne witnessed the signing of cooperation documents in fields including aviation and nuclear energy uh, during talks uh, separate talks with the european council's president lee told charles michel that uh, china's development brings opportunities rather than risk Chinese capital has issued the highest alert for heat as uh, high temperatures continue to linger in Beijing. On Thursday, the city saw a record breaking 41.1 degrees Celsius, the highest for a a day in June since 1961. The Chinese Meteorological Authority has warned of a persistent heat wave across much of northern China for the next few days. Experts have advised the public to stay hydrated and limit their time outdoors. Uh, Meanwhile, this year's first national orange alert for high temperatures is in place as other parts of the country are also sweltering. Temperatures in areas uh, including northern China and regions along the Yellow and Huaiha rivers are expected to remain above 35 degrees Celsius. The U.S. Coast Guard says they've found the debris of a missing submersible near the wreckage of the Titanic. They say it appears the vessel imploded, killing all five people on board. Uh, John Mogger of the 1st Coast Guard District explained the possible causes of the underwater noise they detected earlier.
9: There doesn't appear to be any uh, connection between uh, the noises and the location on the seafloor. Again, this was a catastrophic uh, implosion of the vessel, which would have generated a significant broadband sound
3: down there that uh, the sonar buoys would have picked up. U.S. Coast Guard said an undersea robot sent by a Canadian ship had reached the seafloor. Authorities have rescued more than 200 migrants in four boats near Spain's Canary Islands. It comes a day after advocacy groups said over 30 were feared dead near the location. A source working at a migrant camp says they've received around 1,000 new arrivals in the past few days, compared with 100 in the same period last year. The Canary Islands have become the main destination for migrants trying to reach Spain. Data from the UN shows that over 550 people died last year in attempts to reach that destination a united nations spokesperson says all lives are precious and he was responding to a question about disparities in media coverage of the sea disasters of the submersible as uh, compared to a migrant boat capsizing near greece over 80 people are dead from the disaster earlier this month and spokesman farhan hawk says all who risk their lives at sea must be protected UK's uh, National Polar Research Institute has launched a new decade-long science strategy to address the urgent climate changes in the Arctic and Antarctic. Director Jane Francis of the British Antarctic Survey says scientists need to find solutions for climate issues in the polar regions.
9: Now the most critical subject in the polar regions is climate change. So I think it's quite urgent that we try to understand what is happening, um, what changes are happening and then try and understand what will happen in the future and then how that will affect the rest of the planet.
3: The BAS says it'll invite scientists from all over the world to join the research projects but also cooperate with other institutions globally including Chinese ones. Brazilian President Luiz Inacio Lula da Silva says richer nations should foot the bill for the environmental damage that poorer countries are suffering. Speaking at the uh, Power Our Planet event in Paris, Lula argued that developing countries should take responsibility for financing the preservation of forests in low-income countries. Lula made combating illegal deforestation in the Amazon a key pledge in his presidential campaign last year. Data shows that deforestation in Brazil's Amazon rainforest fell almost 10% in May compared with the previous year. That was your headline news update. This is Shane Bigam in the Chinese capital. Coming up in business, interest rate hikes across Europe.
4: Deep, deep dive,
1: a, a podcast, podcast of CGTN Radio. Radio. Go beyond headlines with reporters from around the world. Search for Deep Dive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever
11: you listen. Take a deep dive into the news every week. Hear our conversations.
3: 36 minutes past the hour. In business news, stock markets on the Chinese mainland were closed today, but in Hong Kong, the Hang Seng Index was down around 1.7 percent. In Japan, the Nikkei was also down. It lost around 1.5 percent. Railway authorities say travelers made over 16 million trips on the first day of the Dragon Dragonbow Festival. The Ministry of Transport reports over 30 million road trips, and that's up 66% from last year. Spending during the holiday period is expected to reach 37 billion yuan, or 5 billion U.S. dollars. The Bank of England surprised markets on Thursday with a 50 basis point hike, raising interest rates to 5% in its 13th consecutive increase as policymakers grapple with persistently high inflation. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has made cutting the pace of price uh, price rises a priority for his conservative government in next year's general election.
2: This is obviously a challenge, a challenge that many countries are facing right now, but... We are on it. We are on it, and we are going to get through it. Now, that's not easy, as I said, and anyone tells you that it's easy or can happen overnight. They're not being straight with you, right? And I want to be honest with you. These things are tough. They require difficult decisions, but that's what you should get from your government. That's what you should get from your prime minister, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell it to you straight, and I'm going to do the things that we need to do. To bring inflation down
3: well, Sunak said that he is confident his government can meet its pledge of having inflation or uh, having inflation this year. Uh, many European countries are under inflation pressure, and major central banks are still hiking interest rates to fight it. The Swiss National Bank raised its policy interest rates by 25 basis points to 1.75%, as the central bank pressed ahead with efforts to dampen inflation and left the door open for more tightening. In Norway, the central bank raised rates more than expected by 50 basis points to a 15-year high of 3.75% and that's aimed or is aiming rather for further hikes coming up in august Turkey's central bank has announced a major interest rate hike, reversing course after a couple of years of controversial cuts. That comes after President Recep Tayyip Erdogan brought in a, a new economic team following his re-election to tackle the country's record high inflation. Mihal Bar David reports from Istanbul.
10: On Thursday, Turkey's central bank announced its first interest rate hike in more than two years, raising its key rate from 8.5 percentage points to 15%. However, the six-and-a-half percentage rise was still lower than market expectations. The central bank said a monetary tightening process had begun in order to establish the disinflation course as soon as possible. The move signals a shift from Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan's unorthodox monetary policy of lowering interest rates to lower inflation. Erdogan had recently appointed Hafize Gaya Erkan as the new chief of the Turkish central bank. Erkan is the first woman to hold the position and a former co-CEO at America's First Republic Bank. Her appointment followed that of Mehmet Şimşek as Treasury and Finance Minister. Şimşek, who is well known in the US and previously served as both Finance and Deputy Prime Minister, has long advocated a policy reversal for Turkey, calling for a return to what he called rational ground. Turkey's soaring inflation peaked last October at 85.5% and was close to 40% in May. The central bank is aiming to bring it down to 5%. The Turkish lira has also been suffering. The currency has lost over 80% of its value in the past five years and has continued to weaken against the dollar since Erdogan's runoff presidential election victory at the end of May, reaching record lows. Even though Erdogan insists His views on interest rates have not changed. The central bank's Monetary Policy Committee says there will be further gradual monetary policy tightening until the country has a grip on inflation.
3: That was Michal Bar David reporting. Over 20 Chinese aviation companies and organizations have participated in the ongoing 54th Paris Air Show. China CEO Terry Welrus of Talus says the Chinese aviation market is very dynamic.
6: We have uh, witnessed the qualification of uh, the Comaxi 919 which was a, a great event now this aircraft is uh, commercialized. So this is just an example but it's showing that uh, this is a, quite an amazing uh, move uh, towards uh, aeronautics uh, business and now a major player in this uh, environment. We can see also uh, uh, EVETOL, vertical takeoff and landing uh, systems that are now developed in many places, many locations in China. So definitely it shows a a, a real dynamic and also a high level of technologies.
3: At the Aviation Industry Corporation of China booth, various types of equipment are showcased, including amphibious aircraft and uh, emergency rescue drones. China's National Development and Reform Commission has signed a statement of intent with French aviation giant Airbus to enhance cooperation. Grand Sheen spoke to Airbus CEO Guillaume Fauré to get his perspectives on bilateral cooperation and China's business environment.
5: How does Airbus align its priorities with China's zero carbon goals? Uh,
12: At Airbus, we took the lead uh, very early in the process before the pandemic to decarbonize. um, the the aviation and our own activities. There are different steps. Uh, The first step is to deliver the current generation of planes because they burn by far less fuel and therefore less emissions. And on top, they're capable of 50% of sustainable aviation fuels. So we can start to use those fuels and decarbonize. We're preparing the next generation of planes that will again reduce the fuel burn by around 25% and they will be capable of 100% of sustainable aviation fuels. So that's the way to go to 2050 with planes that will be uh, fully decarbonized and economically viable with more expensive sustainable aviation fuels. And on the longer term at Airbus we have launched the development of the first hydrogen-powered plane for entry into service in 2035. So we have a full range of products to go to the decarbonized aviation of the future.
5: I look forward to it. China has reiterated its commitment to further opening up to the world and uh, make high-quality use of foreign investments. What do you think about China's business environment?
12: We keep investing um, consistently with what we have done so far that has been quite successful. We grow the capacity, especially for the single eye, that is a very big success story for Airbus and for China here in country. And with the reopening of the world, the reopening of China to the world, uh, we think that's the direction that um, we are right to, to believe in. So yeah, we are very optimistic for the future. I'm here to uh, contribute to further investment in China. Airbus is investing. Airbus is growing in China. Uh, so we believe in the growth. Uh, we like uh, the ability to do business here. Uh, we have a very good cooperation with uh, several partners of the aviation sector. That has been beneficial for Airbus, and we keep working in that spirit of a good cooperation with our partners here in China.
3: And uh, that was uh, Xin speaking with the CEO of Airbus. Well, in Brazil, the government and private sector are investing in programs and practices to tackle climate change. Paulo Cabral visited one company in the countryside, doing its part while acknowledging the need for even greater investment.
13: From this plant in the Brazilian state of Minas Gerais, dairy products are shipped all over the country. It's a big operation with inevitable demands and impacts on nature, such as the intake of water for industrial processes and the use of soil on the farms where the milk is produced. According to food company Danone, about 70% of the milk used here comes from small farmers. The French multinational's Flora program invests about $200,000 per year to help these farmers in the implementation of regenerative agriculture practices, which aim, for example, to conserve the soil. Besides environmental gains, such as reduced carbon emissions, company officials say these practices also improve productivity. And milk quality.
10: The
5: sustainability projects are mostly funded by Don itself, but we are increasing our interactions with this whole ecosystem, including investment funds. And Don itself also has an in house fund that helps our branches over the world to invest in sustainability projects, including those related to climate change.
13: Cada vez mais, as empresas brasileiras. There is growing investment from companies in Brazil on this issue. They have been devoting larger chunks of their budgets for climate change action, but it still seems to be an initial movement. We think it's possible and necessary to increase these investments. Brazil's public sector is also in need of more climate change-related funding, for example, to pay for initiatives to preserve the rainforest. Authorities say most of investments to date have come from the government's budget, but that this is not enough.
7: So we will have to rely uh, upon the money coming internationally on, as investment. Uh, we will have to rely on the private sector from Brazil and as well with uh, the the budget from the government. Uh, but uh, definitely we will have to rely upon international investment.
13: Climate change is bound to impact humankind as a whole, and the growing consensus here is that all stakeholders involved need to invest in ways to mitigate its impact.
3: That was Paulo Cabral reporting. You're listening to the Beijing Hour coming up in sports. The top names are now off the boards at the NBA Draft.
11: Dragon boat races have transformed from a festival tradition in China into a sport highlighted with an annual national level competition. What's unique about the Dragon Boat races? How far is it being included in the Olympic program? Listen to this week's sideline Story podcast as we discuss everything you need to know about Dragon Boat racing.
3: It's 47 minutes past the hour now. Turning to sports and here
11: is Yang Guang. Thank you, Shane. There was no surprise in the number one pick of this year's NBA draft as the San Antonio Spurs selected French phenom Victor Wimbanyama as
1: projected can't really describe it, you know, still fresh, but uh, one of the best feeling of my life, you know. I've been dreaming about this for so long, it's just, it's a dream come true. Longest five minutes of my life, you know, this is when I started getting the butterflies. The 19-year-old is
11: expected to be an immediate difference maker in the league. He's the tallest first draft pick in the NBA since Yao Ming and has strong floor play and jump shot skills. Spurs coach Greg Popovich says he has high hopes for Wendman Yama.
12: It is about expectations. It's about not skipping steps, which I say often. Because of all the hype, he'll have a target on his back. So more than O's and X's to begin with, we'll be most interested in setting a framework uh, in an environment where he's comfortable, where he can be victor. He's not LeBron or Tim or Kobe or anybody else. He's victor, and that's who we want him
11: to be. Elsewhere in the draft, Alabama forward Brandon Miller went number 2 overall to the Charlotte Hornets, and the point guard Scoot Henderson went third to the Portland Trail Blazers. Chris Paul's pursuit of an NBA championship is taking him to the Golden State Warriors after they agreed on a trade that will send Jordan Poole to the Washington Wizards. The deal also includes a package of draft capital from the Warriors. Paul averaged 13.9 points and 8.9 assists this past season for Phoenix. The Wizards agreed to acquire Paul from Phoenix last week in a deal that sent Bradley Beal from Washington to the Suns. The IOC has banished the International Boxing Association from the Olympic family ending a years-long dispute. Boxing, however, will keep its status as an Olympic sport at the 2024 Paris Games. The International Olympic Committee voted to oust the IBA at a specially called meeting chaired by IOC President Thomas Bach.
13: We highly value the sport of boxing, but unfortunately we have an extremely serious problem with IBA because of their governance. Because we value the sport of boxing so much, we believe the boxers fully deserve to be governed by an international federation with integrity and transparency."
11: The dispute has centered on the IOC's complaint of the IBA's governance, financing, refereeing, and ethical issues. The IOC is already overseeing boxing competitions for the Paris Olympics without IBA involvement, as it did for the Tokyo Games in 2021. In tennis, Carlos Alcaraz is looking more comfortable on grass in the build-up to Wimbledon. The new big thing in men's tennis is east past Jerry Le 62 6-2-6-3 to reach the quarterfinals and the Queen's Club championships. Alcaraz says he's learning the moves of Roger Federer and Andy Murray to raise his grass game level. I watch some videos about, about my opponents first and then a lot of time to watch videos to you know learn from the best players in the world, Andy, uh, Roger. Djokovic, uh, you know, right now we are we are on grass, and uh, I want to you know look up to the the best player on, on grass. Roger and, and Andy, uh, for me, are the the best uh, players that uh, are moving great on, on grass. So I want to be the same. Elkeras will next face qualifier Grigor Dimitrov, who knocked out Francisco Serendolo. Adrian Monareno upset third seed Taylor Fritz in Street Sense to set up a last 8 clash with Alex Minaur. Venus Williams is out at the Birmingham Classic, the 43-year-old American lost in a three-set thriller to second seed Yelena Ostapenko in the second round. Williams just returned to court after six months out with a hamstring injury she had upset 48th seed Camellia Georgie in the opening round. Williams received an off-court medical timeout on Thursday and looked uncomfortable when she returned to play. And in golf, Rory McIlroy crossed another milestone in his career by cutting his first hole-in-one on the PGA Tour at the Travelers Championship. McIlroy's tee shot at the par-three, 214-yard eighth landed on the green and rolled directly into the hole, but he didn't keep the ball as memento.
0: I threw it away. To do yeah. I'm not sentimental, I don't care. I'd rather have trophies and golf balls.
11: McIlroy finished with a two-under par 68 for the round, but still eight shots behind leader Danny McCarthy. And finally, MotoGP heads to the Netherlands this weekend with Jorge Martin eyeing to further close the gap with the championship leader Francesco Bagnania.
2: Brendan Yates has the preview. MotoGP action heads to the Netherlands this weekend with plenty to look out for at the Assen TT circuit. I think defending champion Francesco Bagnaia is definitely the favorite to win having won here last year but one rider who will be eager to dethrone the champion is Jorge Martin and there are only 16 points between him and the Italian in the title race. That being said I also think that the Aprilias cannot be discounted because the fast-flowing nature of this circuit suits the bike's characteristics so Maverick Vanales and Alex Esper, Garo could also very well be in the mix when the lights go out on what should be a thrilling race. That was Brendan Gates on the MotoGP
11: Dutch
3: Grand Prix. Thank you very much and that was Yang Guang reporting. Uh, This is Shane Begum in the uh, Chinese capital coming up in Culture, a domestic film tops the Dragon Ball Festival box office. The Beijing Hour
9: Hello, I'm Peter Dinklage from X-Men
10: Days of Future Past. You are listening to The Beijing
9: Hour.
0: Hi, I'm Kathy Freeman and you're listening to The Beijing Hour.
10: Hi, everyone. I'm Lang Lang. Welcome to The
0: Beijing Hour.
3: The Beijing Hour, your window to China and the world. It's 53 past the hour now. In culture and entertainment, domestic crime film Lost in the Stars topped China's daily box office chart on its opening day on Thursday.
0: (laughs) My friend the film
3: grossed nearly 160 million yuan, that's roughly 22 million U.S. dollars, on the first day of the Dragon Ball Festival holiday. Adapted from the Soviet film Trap for Lonely Man, the movie follows the story of a wife who mysteriously disappears during an overseas trip but then suddenly turns up, just as her husband's search for her came to nothing.
10: And moviegoers
3: say it's a thrilling film.
10: The movie took some unexpected turns in the middle. There are so many reversals in the plot. It's a well-engaging movie that makes you immersed while watching.
2: It accelerates your heartbeats. In the end, there are also some parts that really touched me.
3: On domestic romance, Love Never Ends ranked second on Thursday's box office chart with 44 million yuan on its second day of screening. It was followed by Transformers Rise of the Beast, which pocketed approximately 31 million. The China International Cartoon and Animation Festival in Hangzhou has welcomed guests from all over the world. The five-day event includes a variety of activities, including an international business conference for animated games, a cosplay event, and a voice actor contest. Chen Yilin spoke to French cartoonist Christian, who is also a jury member for China's top cartoon and animation award, the Golden Monkey King Awards.
10: We know you've been an old friend of China International Cartoon and Animation Festival. So why do you like this festival.
6: I come for the first time in 2019. I was judge for the short movie uh, animation, which was a very nice experience for me. And now I come back. Uh, when I make my visa, I give uh, my invitation letters from the government to the CCAF. And people of the consular look at the paper and they are very surprised. They say oh, you go to the CCAF. You 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 are a member of the jury and everybody of the consular knows SICAF and they all come and they want to, to check my hand and to make a picture together. So I just uh, tell you this story because you can understand that SICAF become become famous everywhere, everywhere in the world.
10: What trends have you witnessed in Chinese cartoon and animation in recent years up to the present?
6: Chinese animation and Chinese cartoon become also more and more famous and uh, become famous very quickly. This festival begin, uh, started 20 years ago. When I come I can see difference and, uh, and the new technique and uh, it's so incredible.
10: How do you see the significance of cultural exchanges between France and China through cartoon and animation?
6: Cultural exchange between our two countries are very um, interesting. I think uh, Chinese people like so much French culture, mm-hmm. And, of course, French people like also so much Chinese culture. So culture is a very good uh, um, idea to, to, to make exchange. Uh, next year is the '60s anniversary of a diplomatic uh, exchange between China and France. And uh, it's also tourism cultural exchange years between our two countries. I hope to come back next year uh, for this event and make an exhibition. Uh, and also I would like to, to uh, introduce some Chinese exhibition in France
3: for this, um, for this anniversary. That was Chen Yilin speaking with French cartoonist Christian. At 57 past the hour, Hong Kong director Stephen Chow announced that his next film will be Shaolin Women's Soccer. On his 61st birthday, Chow posted on social media that he's casting for the roles and welcomes girls from different countries to join in on the process. A draft screenplay also appeared in that video. Chow's 2001 hit, Shaolin Soccer, was one of his most successful films, having broken box office records in Hong Kong. The Meet You Museum in Beijing's 798 Art uh, art Zone is exhibiting over 100 prints from the Louvre. The French museum holds over 14,000 engraved copper plates that are used to make prints. Each plate is housed in the museum archives and is used to make prints on museum-quality paper upon request. At 58 past the hour. Beijing, 26 degrees overnight, then sunny and 40 once again on Saturday. Uh, Chongqing is at 21 this evening, then sunny and 30. Lass is down to 12 degrees, sunny and 26 tomorrow. Hong Kong dips to 27 overnight. It'll see thunder showers and 31 on Saturday. Elsewhere, Tokyo is 20 degrees this evening, a slight rain and 27 on Saturday. Islamabad has clouds and 30 and then a slight rain and 44 degrees. Bangkok's at 27 overnight, then a slight rain and 36 on Saturday. In Africa, Nairobi is getting a slight rain and 23 degrees Celsius. That's it for this edition of the Beijing Hour. Making news today, Chinese premiers met with the French president in Paris, and the U.S. Coast Guard says the titan submersibles imploded deep in the North Atlantic, killing all on board. On behalf of the staff, this is Shane Biggum in the Chinese capital. hoping you'll join us for the next edition of the Beijing Hour and open a window to the world together.